Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a suave experience with your boy. There is the hope you guys are doing well. Hopefully, all is well with you. And today, 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 we're continuing on with a new form of content where I review a movie or a TV show and I try to use like different social constructs different social concepts as well to describe the show or the movie and to see if it holds any merit to see the messaging behind it to talk about it on a different level because at the end of the day I think not entertainment does get a bad rap now I'm not saying all entertainment is good sometimes there are forms of entertainment that is not necessarily good substance, but it's negative. But either way, I don't think I'll be focusing on that. I'll be focusing on different things. And like, it also depends on your taste for content as well, because some of the things that I might watch, you might not have great interest in it, or you might think it is trashy. Now this episode, it could go either way, but I'm going to talk about teen life and whether when you develop into an adult or become into adulthood, is it the same thing as your prepubescent or your teenage years? Is it the exact same? Has anything changed since you left high school in your life? So we're going to be talking about that in today's episode. So if you guys can do me a favor, we'll get through the house rules and then we'll get right into the episode at hand. So at first, we must take care of our business, man. All right. So we're going to talk about what you guys can do to help support the show. Make sure if you like this episode, make sure you share it with your family and friends, whether it be on Facebook, Insta. It could also be Twitter as well. Just make sure you share because if you share it, it shows DD that you, in fact, care for the podcast. Okay. I would appreciate that deeply. Also, leaving a review, whether it be on Spotify or whether it be on Apple Play Music or Apple Podcasts, it helps. Okay, it helps a lot with the algorithm and getting my stuff out there. And I would appreciate that as well. So with all that said, with all that stuff out the way of me (laughs) begging you guys for your help, but I appreciate the help so far, like, I believe this should be episode 126 or 127. So we've been rocking for a minute for over three years. Over like 4,000 views overall. So I'm, I'm still grateful because like I could have zero, right? But even if I did, I would still be making stuff because I just wanted to make stuff. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode and let's get rid of it. I'm not bad. No, no, let's get rid of it. Let's get right into it. Starting now. I got Matt style and that is real to be down. You must appeal to the one who raised the bar. And trust me, y'all know DD is going far. Yo, that's a little quick rhyme for your head top. Yo, I'm in a rapping mood because the actor in this movie is also a rapper he's not really successful as a rapper per se he usually gets clowned on a lot 
for his rapping abilities as far as making good records. But other than that, I think he's a decent rapper. So we have two actors by the name of Christina Milian, who was a lot of our crushes growing up. Fellas, y'all know what I mean. And you also have Nick Cannon as well. So I grew up on both of them. Uh, they both played a heavy role in my upbringing as far as observing content and it being entertained. They basically hit the mark. So this is a, a coming of age story. So basically you have this gentleman by the name of Al who is a nerd. So picture a nerd. There he is. He's a nerd growing up. They both grew up in the LA area and he's more in the middle class. She's upper middle class. She's single parent household. He's not. So she had a relationship with a star basketball player in high school who is now starring in the pros. And there's a rocky relationship with that where he doesn't really claim her in public, but claims her in private so that he's able to fool around with all the different girls and all the groupies and all that type of stuff, you know, cliche, cliche stuff. And then he's a smart engineer. He has a bright future. However, he feels that he wants to be popular. And that's basically the first complex that I've seen is the grass is greener effect where he thinks that everything's better when you're more popular, when you're more famous, when you're more well known. Now, do I think this movie takes extremes? Obviously, because there's a whole thing where there's a popular hallway and then there's like a hallway for dorks or losers or whatever. So they can never go through that side, which in real life that never happens like next to none. Like I've yet to, in my experience in high school, I've never saw that happen where like the quote unquote popular kids told people who aren't so popular that they can't walk in the same hallway and they have to go a separate hallway. So that's, the extreme parts of it and obviously a lot of some of the verbiage that they use is dated because they're some of the stuff that they say they can't say today it's 2003 so what do you expect however this one was a predominantly black film there's only like a few characters who are not black so i'm gonna do another episode called which is same thing Basically, whether teen life can translate over to adulthood, has anything changed or not. But it's going to be a predominantly white film, and I'm going to see the differences in how it's portrayed teenage life. So one thing I noticed was the fashion. Now, obviously, some of the brands are still relevant today. Others aren't. So they had the Air Force Ones and Nikes. Now, those are still popular to this very day. It's been around since 82. It had some longevity i could say and i could argue for the longevity when it comes to the air force one um so what this is is basically like a makeover like a makeover movie type of thing or to see life from a different perspective so that that's why the money is called love doesn't cost a thing so the reason why they end up getting together in the first place is because Christina Milian's character was able, was taking her mom's car out for a drive when she wasn't supposed to, when she was out of town and she ends up crashing it. 
Now, if she can't afford it herself because she doesn't work, she can't ask her money, her mom for money either because that would cause trouble for her. So what's, what ended up happening is Al works at the car shop that she takes her car into and then he was willing to fix it for her and then pay for the part that needs to be paid for. And then she was hesitant on doing it. But at the end of the day, she really needs it fixed before her mom comes home. So she agrees to the terms. And the terms basically were that she has to be his quote-unquote girlfriend or friend for the week so that he can gain popularity, which is his whole concept. And I think a lot of people struggle with this not only not only in um for example not only in like teenage years but i think also some people struggle with this in their adulthood where they want fame or they want fortune right either one of the two now especially with high high school if we look at maslow's hierarchy of need the social acceptance is one of the things that a lot of teenagers struggle with. But I can still see it with people who are older, who struggle with self-esteem problems, who want to be famous because they feel as though they, they've done nothing with their life or that is more appealing to the eye and the glitz and glamour. All those different things that... A lot of us seen on TV and a lot of us saw on movies and a lot of us have seen in life when it comes to Hollywood and when it comes to successful people, for example, in the business world and doing all these different ventures. It looks more, it looks as though they have a better life than us. And with the addition of social media, it's harder because now you're seeing it every single time you use it. So that's the dichotomy you see. So that's why I say that in the real world, if you think about it, people still want that same popularity or status in the world as we know it. And it's been like that for so long where people aspire to, I'm not talking about aspiring to do great things, but aspire to be with it the most elite so we're basically talking about elitism in these next couple of episodes so a lot of people want to be put in the scene because of the fact that it looks appealing because of the fact that it opens quote-unquote doors for other opportunities for them to continue on and be successful but people don't know the anguish behind the scenes and what people have to do so it's a whole grass is greener effect or concept that people get caught up in and fail to realize that fame or popularity popularity isn't the only thing and it comes with a price or a cost as well it comes with people gossiping about you it comes with privacy issues it comes with uh people using not i want to say using because using is not a bad thing abusing you 
Okay. The reason why I say using is not a bad thing because everybody uses each other. That's why we need help. I've used my parents when I was since I was a kid. I've used them for things because I need them. They've used me for things. The difference is is a using somebody or abusing somebody. It means you're taking advantage of them. So we got to know the difference. But continuing on talking about love doesn't cost a thing. It's basically a coming of age story. And how it's framed and how I see it, to be honest with you, I, I truly believe that it's pretty much the same thing. Meaning that the world as we know it as adults has not changed that much from our teenage years because it's the same people. Yes, like our circumstances are different, but how you see people operate is the same thing. Look at people in your workforce trying to climb up that ladder quickly or willing to gossip about people or willing to take other people down or manipulate people how people do in high school or demean people or laugh or being negative towards someone. You see that type of thing or clicks and all these different things that happen throughout high school. Now, obviously, they're not ex- extreme as, for example, your uh, the clicks in, I believe it was Mean Girls, which I might do a review on that as well. But you don't really see it like that, but it's quite similar if you think about it. Just think about it in your own workforce or religious circle or whatever it may be, and you'll find that stuff happens. So one thing I notice is when it comes to fashion as well, when it comes to elitism and fashion. Now, Kenan Thompson and Steve Harvey is also in this movie as well, as well as Kumar from Harold and Kumar. But what's interesting is that there's a lot of replica culture in it where people, and this all started really with uh, Dapper Dan who made um, custom designer jackets by using like local mania prints without different fashion houses approval. So it got shut down back in the 80s, but now he's a creative designer at or creative director at Gucci now. Funny how things change. But um, if you look at the fashion within it, now the clothes that people would wear throughout the movie signified what type of status they had. Whether they could afford it or not, it seemed as though they could afford it, but I'm not 100% sure. But brands like Sean John and like Fat Farm and oh my god, Fubu and all these different like Baby or Bebe, B E B E, and all these different um, I don't want to say designer brands, but actually, no, I don't want to say high end fashion brands, but like name brand clothes. So, those who were more popular had those types of clothes, whereas those who weren't popular wore your regular clothes. Now, you know what's funny to me is like, it still exists today, but what I'm noticing with vintage wear, 
even though nowadays it, it kind of inf- the prices are inflated now and it sucks though because like a lot of people who actually need a thrift can't really get things for a good price so it's become gentrified in that sense so that's the only thing i have against it but um it's interesting to see that like a lot of these people in this time period like they all dress similarly or have a similar like um styling however what i notice is like i said before is like if they had if they didn't have the name brand stuff where they couldn't afford it, what they would do is they would take their stuff and they kind of do what Dapper Dan did and like bootleg it. And people would know, people would see it, but at the end of the day, like you gotta do what you gotta do, but it shouldn't matter about what you have on. That doesn't make you a more interesting person, but because we have that thinking ingrained in our mind and we're programmed to think that way that if a person has these sort of things or items that they're equated with a certain elitist symbol or status that's how it has to be and it's funny to see that happening in the movie because i can see it happening right now where people look up to influencers who have fear of god on or have yeezys on and they think that they have money but they might not have as many assets as you think they do because you don't know their full financial situation. Same thing goes with that movie as well. And one thing I noticed is that, like, when she started bringing him over to, uh, when she started bringing him over to her social circle, there was like, miscommunication because he's since he's not familiar with that circle since he doesn't speak the king's english at the time it's hard for him to adapt to that culture because it's more of a culture shock meaning that there's a difference since there's a hierarchy there if you bring him up and he has no formal training on how people in this circle operate then it's going to be hard for him to relate to her friends and her counterparts because he's not familiar with that, how they go about their days. He's only able to see them from afar. So he's basically trying to do it and try. And at the same time, they were trying to push him out, push him back because of what he looked like and who he was. But it wasn't until she started buying him clothes and like, changing how he spoke, that's when he was able to kind of communicate and be accepted to a degree by her peers as well. So basically, you see here, and I forget the sociological term, but there is one where it's not that he's code switching per se, Actually, he does code switch a lot. He code switches when he's comfortable in the role as a uh, popular kid. So when he's with his um, geeky friends, he'll switch and talk to them. And then when he's with the popular kids, he'll switch and try to communicate to them as well. So code switching is definitely in the encompassed in this movie. And then overconfidence. 
So he started smelling himself too much once he got what he wanted. And then he started pushing Christina's character away and try to start to dog her. Even though she was responsible and the prime reason why he is what he is today and the success that he is today. So it's always never... You always have to remember who did what for you so that you don't become overconfident and you forget whatever whatever people have done for you in the past. And a lot of us struggle with this because once we are on, we think we're on. But all it takes is just a quick snap into reality and it could be over with. It could be so quick, so... And all these things, all the things that he had was pretty much vapid because you didn't even afford it yourself, man. She bought it for you. She dressed you. She taught you how to talk. But because you got so confident because people were shouting your name out and wanting to be around you, which is not even the real you, it's a facade, which leads me to my next point. Because even though he thought it was cool to be with like the hottest girl in school, she herself doesn't act like that all the time because behind closed door, which is basically a concept, I believe it's either G.H. Mead or Charles Cooley. I think it's G.H. Mead. Yeah, it's the I and me theory. So it's the socialized self, which would be the... Wait, no, the socialized self would be the me and then like the responsible self or the actual desire that you have would be the I. So there's a whole bunch of things that come into play when it comes to that. And I found it to be uh, interesting. And it also goes to uh, another um, school thought by Goffman, which is called the front stage self and the backstage self. So the front stage basically is what it sounds like, is what you're doing to appease other, which would be equivalent to the me component of um, Mead's, Mead's ordeal and Mead's theory and philosophy. So you're on all the time. You're showing what you know, what what you do, but behind stage, the backstage self is what you're truly like and what's your true self. So not everybody gets to see that. No, what's rare about his case is that he's putting on a facade because at the end of the day, everybody does, doesn't know about the bet because they're confused why she's even hanging out with him in the first place. Whereas he knows why he's there and she knows. So be, the backstage is really between them two. Nobody else knows. Everybody just sees the, the front stage and them talking and dating. But he gets overconfident. He ends up dumping her, treating her like dirt. And then they he loses a true friend because she ends up catching feelings for him anyways. And I find it pretty interesting how people can switch up on others that help them so quickly. And they forgot everything that they've done. And they cut you out. And they do all these different things. And it's like, hey, like, <laughs> did you not remember? But like I said, like, it also comes to it with his ego, 
which also I find interesting because when it comes to people who gain success pretty quickly, they end up getting big egos, right? It's like when you develop slowly or you get success slowly, then you start to appreciate every moment and you don't really have much of an ego. Whereas when you get it so fast, even if it leaves so fast, you got it so fast so nobody can tell you anything and you think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. So it's interesting to see how these people change when they got success so quickly. He literally became popular for a week and she's probably, this is just me begging the question that she was able to get success for a long period of time where he got it within a week. And you can see how that destroyed his character and what was a sweet young man turned into a jerk. Or, turn, or, or here's another part. Because also, as I mentioned before, she had a relationship with Derek, which is the basketball guy. Or who is the basketball guy. And he was kind of a jerk to her as well. And I found that, like, she was, although she was, because uh, he wanted to give up and just, like, forget about it. And this is talking about Alvin. But, you know, what's interesting is that she ended up turning him into the person that she hated, which was Derek, who was playing her around type of thing. So... Is you guys, when you guys watch this movie, or if you guys watch this movie, you'll see how he slowly becomes the guy that she hates, and then it ends up back backfiring on her again. So she gets like her heart broken twice. Another thing I noticed is that there's a waterbed. I don't know why black people. I don't know why black people always have waterbeds, or have had a waterbed before. I personally haven't. But this is a recurring thing that happens, bro. This happens all the time. In movies in that time period, I don't really see it anymore. But during that time, like, black people just water beds, bro. I don't know why it was cool. It doesn't seem comfortable at all. My dad even had a water bed, too. But um, it's just interesting to see how these guys put through that in there for free. But also, when it comes to bad boys or good guys, uh, how should people approach relationships? Should, should they be a bad boy? Should they be a good guy? Because once he was starting to be like a jerk, he was getting more women. And that's another re- reincurring theme. But I believe that girls like bad boys, but women like good men. I'm going to re why not? Because I think y'all missed it. Girls like bad boys, women like good men. All right. So I think that still applies, like, especially in my demographic. Like, girls always complain about guys being like screw ups or like players and all that stuff during like the 18 to 24. But like later on, they start looking for guys with substance. So if the term nice guy finishes last, that's true because they end up getting married. And having a good family. So you always another thing is the ability to start social movies, social movements. 
So what happened was is because Al was very he didn't know how to dance, so he looked up these different like Billy Blaze or Billy Blake or whatever this guy's name is. Looked at looked at different videos of him dancing, and that was able that caused him to learn how to dance, even though he couldn't dance fairly well. So you fast forward close to the end of the movie when he is still popular. On the beach, one of the girls try to get him to dance, and he's dancing. He doesn't know what he's doing, right? So he starts imitating these um, moves from, like, the workout tape. And then people are looking at him weird. But it was a game like Follow the Leader where it's, like, if you have one person who is doing something, all you need is a couple more people to follow them. And then everybody else sees, like, yo, what are, what are these guys doing? And then they end up doing it. Because that's what social creatures do. Like, that's how we are as humans. So I found that to be interesting, where it's, like, because he has the status and because he's now the coolest guy in school, he does something that looks weird and dorkish. But because he's doing it and then other people are copying him, everybody ends up doing it, even though it's not a cool thing to begin with if he was not cool. So that's why... I thought that part of it was very interesting because it shows how social movements can be made. Same with like in our real world movements, such as like the civil rights movement or like the nation of Islam or any other social group that ever existed. You take one polarizing figure or one person who's willing to stand up and do something and then a whole movement is gone forward like rosa park was the reason why we have this um civil rights movement because of what she did it moved dr king and then he ended up starting it so we can see with this thing even as christians we can see it as well with christ right he started literally the greatest religion that ever existed among men Right. Obviously, people are going to say hey, he's a he was a Jew, but like we're not going to get into theology. But needless to say, like it takes all it takes is one person to start a movement. But what's more important, what's more important about the movement is that somebody has to follow. And if you can get a few people to follow, then you can start a movement. So I learned that as well. And I think that to be true that 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 it's happened within uh, I want to say within my high school experience when I've seen people do certain things and then we would copy and then it starts like a whole a movement thing or even how people speak certain words it's like I would start a word and then my friends would use it a lot and then other people would use it or you start a saying and it happens it doesn't always have to be like physical but, or like political even. But yeah, you can see how these things come to be. So overall, I would give this movie like a 7 or 8 out of 10. It is rated PG-13. Not bad at all. Like if you guys don't like, if you like more cookie cutter movies or if you like movies that don't have touchy subjects, then I wouldn't recommend it to you. Most of the movies I'm recommending won't be, like, rated R, unless if it's rated R and it's 
it's just like a certain type where you could watch it still and not feel a type of way. But any at the end of the day, you gotta follow your own convictions anyway. So definitely would recommend this movie to you guys if you guys grew up on this stuff or if not. All right. This has been your boy Darius D. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Please share this episode. And actually hit me in the DMs underscore D the Suave Kid so that we can converse about this movie and you can give me different suggestions. All right. So with that said, this is your boy Darius D signing off once again, once more. So just chill, just chill till the next episode. Why? Because your boy DD is definitely out of here.